We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and I hope that you are doing well today on this Wednesday. It's nice and gorgeous outside today, so I'm very excited. I'm actually about to go scooting downtown Kansas City with Michael and Morgan, and I'm excited. I'm excited to get outside, get moving, and scoot, which means going on like birds and going around downtown. (laughs) In case you don't get the lingo, you know, you're not cool enough for that or whatever it is. But I'm very excited because this week I have um, a guest that I went to high school with, Kaylee Howisen, And she is a uh, design, fashion designer. I don't know why I took a weird pause like that. But she's a fashion designer over at Columbia College Chicago. And I met her through doing theater in high school. Um, She did costumes And I recently was like scrolling through on Instagram and I saw one of her Instagram stories of her recent outfit, like her, not outfit, her recent design, recent design. And I was like, you know, it would be interesting to get her on here and to talk about design because I absolutely know uh, next to nothing about fashion design and all that. And so I really wanted to just talk to her, see what it's like going to college for fashion design. Uh, see what it's like, you know, during the pandemic and for fashion design and everything like that. So we obviously talk about fashion design if you couldn't get that, but we also talk about wearing what you want to wear, going to college for design, applying to grad schools, and just everything in between. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and those who don't know much about design, I hope you learn a little bit of something about this. Um, I know I definitely learned a lot from her, and make sure you go follow her. All her links and everything will be listed down below. So, enjoy! fashion design student at Columbia College Chicago. So how did you first start getting into fashion and designing and things like that and kind of like when did that happen? When did that interest spark? Um, I've always been into fashion like in middle school I'd always like dress up and everything and my grandma's like really big on fashion um, and she would always kind of just like dress me up and we our life was all always just about fashion and shopping Um, but I actually, how I got into wanting to be a designer is like very interesting because I actually originally wanted to be an actor or actress. So I was doing like a lot of (laughs) acting classes in middle school too, like theater is what kind of made me lean more towards fashion because Mm -hmm. 
in theater, I've always wanted to like audition for the musicals or like the plays, but I was always just so nervous. And then, so I was just like, oh, costumes, like there yeah. we go. So that, that's the next best thing that I feel like applies to me more. But the more I got into costumes, the more I realized I'm like, okay, I think I'm more, more into the construction, just like garments and outfits. And then it just evolved into me being like, okay, like I'm a fashion designer. I'm not even going to try the acting yes. things. Like, it's not like, that's like, it was my happiness at like maybe for a year, but then like after this is where I'm supposed to be is yeah. fashion and construction. Theater has such a weird way of like every, obviously everyone wants to start out as the actress and yeah. the star and do all that. And then, you know, you audition and, it just like you doesn't go <laughs> yeah you don't get casted I mean literally you can kind of try to sing and then it just doesn't work yeah and then you kind of get pushed in this whole other direction and then you're like wait why did I even really want to do that in the first yeah, place like it's like, not me it's really yeah. not me whenever you were doing costume design what kind of made you switch from like costume design to more fashion design if that makes sense I come quick to realize that I'm not like good at thinking about costume in that way, like time periods and like all of that. I was just like, no, <laughs> it was, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's just like my way. I wanted to design stuff that I could also wear out um, that I could present in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and costume was fun. It, I mean, it definitely like changed the way I like saw the world and how I saw myself but it just I don't know the whole like costumey look wasn't completely my vibe I wanted more freedom to kind of just express myself mm -hmm. more than kind of design for a show where I have limitations on what I can design like obviously it has to be historically accurate and all of that so I'm yeah. like I just wanted more freedom to express yeah. myself, basically. It's more confined, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So whenever you started looking into, like, how did looking into colleges for that go for you? Like, how did you decide on Columbia College and just kind of that whole process kind of? Yeah, basically, I needed to be in a city. Uh, there were schools that I was looking at. I was looking at, like, the top fashion schools, like, in America and mm -hmm. some of them were like in Ohio and like other places like that and I'm like I don't know right. like I need like a city like yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a city girl but yeah I was basically just looking at the top fashion schools so New York was like my top location obviously but expensive so Money. expensive and like <laughs> crazy to get into so obviously in high school especially we weren't really from like an artsy area really mm -hmm. so I kind of had this like thought in my mind I'm like oh I'm great like I'm so talented but like also I was the only one in Eureka who was designing fashion so like yeah. I didn't I didn't I was just so closed off on like mm -hmm. the talent that's actually around here and I obviously didn't get, in, get into any of the New York schools which is fine like I wasn't like really expecting it yeah and then I got into Columbia um, and I was like, okay, it's close enough to where I could go home every now and then pretty often, but also far away enough to where like I can be free really, yeah. to do my own thing. And then it's in a very good artsy area, even though Columbia, I was very strict on prestigious schools 
and Columbia isn't that prestigious, but they also, I was surprised of how much they taught me four years. Um, I definitely found myself here. Grad school is the main reason why. I'm like, I want to expand my creativity, like definitely, like I need to be pushed harder. Yeah, the process is basically just looking at top fashion schools and the locations I was wanting. And then um, applying was just like portfolio work because most of these schools don't really care that much about like your academics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you just I mean, talented. Um, but yeah, so I basically just submitted a portfolio. Um, I think I did like mini collections. I'm not, yeah, three mini collections. And then I put like submitted like stuff I've made. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty, it was a very long process, honestly. Yeah. It gave me headaches. Especially yeah, it's more than just an application. Yeah, like, because like we have to do the essays mm-hmm. and each school wants a different, has a different prompt. So you have to write like 30 essays and then each school sometimes has a different prompt for portfolios. So you have to do like 30 different portfolios. It was a long process, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. Now you're there and you're almost about to graduate. So there you go. But then you're doing it again for grad school. So yeah, I hate myself. Yeah. So how does the grad school application for like design and fashion schools look different than the undergrad application? Um, grad school, it's more flexible. They don't have like certain prompts. They just want to see your projects and your um, process and how you be- how you're a designer because after undergrad you already have a well established way of how you design and how you express your creativity and a lot of that they want in like sketchbooks they don't mm-hmm. want to see the finished product like they do but like it's not the most important thing on their agenda they really wanted to see um, sketchbook work so your process and how you got your ideas. Um, and just like random stuff like it doesn't even have to be like sketches it can be just like collages or just like stuff that you find like objects you find interesting like yeah keep it on a piece of paper and you're like I got inspired by that and if you really like talk it up they would love they love that they love that kind of stuff really yeah okay I'm not <laughs> The way that I'm going to ask this, I'm not meaning it to sound so like blunt, but I feel like the only way to ask it is to be blunt, but you're gay, right? Yeah. There's no other way to ask it. Yeah. I'm just like, you're gay, right? Okay, cool. Um, So I, if you're comfortable with talking about that, which you can obviously yeah. say no, but I was just, I'm curious if that plays into any of your design or anything like that. So I kind of have a question about that and obviously so I would say it doesn't really play that much of a role in my designs Mm -hmm. but also not to be like stereotypical with like but like suits are like my um like my specialty now like I've kind of come to realize that yeah um because obviously when people think suits oh they think like menswear and all that Mm -hmm. I'm like no like women women in suits is better than men in suits period I (laughs) women in suits is better so that like I would say that's the only kind of role like my gayness plays into it because I'm like I want to make this woman look at not the least feminine but like feminine with also a lot of masculinity and power Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with my designs. I'm strictly sticking to suit wear um, and deconstruction. But yeah. For women. Like I'll throw like 
some of my stuff in a man, like, obviously, but, like, my focus is, like, women's wear. Yeah. And showing off the body, but in a way with, like, suit wear and just stuff, like, non-commercial things you wouldn't really see on a woman as much. Mm. Um, obviously, suits are becoming, like, more, like, of a trend in women's wear. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know, I just really like to exaggerate, like, masculinity with also tailored femininity, mm-hmm. so that's just kind of the collection I'm working on right now, um, just kind of figuring that out and just distorting um, the body in a way that, like, we just aren't really used to, aren't really used to seeing. Yeah, I was looking at your story earlier from your shoe of yeah. the deconstructed outfit, and I went again and just, like, looked on, because I just like to stalk before I do any interview because I just like to stay updated um but I was looking through like um one of your highlights of like one of the collections or whatever and saw the suit that you shot or the outfit that you shot today on it like in a more up close like the it was like a deconstructed what was it what was it it's like I named it and it's very like it's a very long name but it's um the deconstruction um upside down pantsuit dress so it's (laughs) beautiful but yeah it's basically um just like a dress that is supposed to kind of look like a pantsuit okay. but obviously it's just like a dress so the top part um the collar is like a waistband and then like all the way down it's like a zip fly so like it's like you're getting into a pair of pants but like the skirt part is a blazer and it's cut off somewhere it's moved around and mm-hmm. that's kind of the collection I'm really working on right now is just distorting suit wear in a tailored clean way because deconstruction fashion is most mostly like it's shown to like look unfinished Mm -hmm. but I want I don't want my stuff to look unfinished I want it to look off but I also want it to look tailored and then just I want it to look confusing if that makes sense yeah yeah like I want it to look confusing like I want to look at it yeah it. yeah and like like actually stop and like look and take it all like in survey it, like to try to like figure out like what's going on here and then like they can realize oh wait this looks like a pant oh wait okay but it's a dress oh wait this looks like a blazer but it's below the hips and then yeah. just kind of like thinking and like deconstructing while like observing I like the idea of like yeah deconstructing something that's kind of already very tailored and everything this is kind of a little bit of a tangent off that but so whenever you're like I don't know how you get your inspiration but like looking through magazines or scrolling on Instagram or whatever are there like I'm I just can't even envision it because I'm just not I don't see that way like but are there times when you're looking through something on Instagram or wherever it is and you just get fully inspired by it and like kind of come up with pieces off that yeah there's like these three designers that I really follow strongly um I really love yeah Martin Margiela um like he's a great deconstruction designer um but he obviously like does deconstruction in a way that I try to avoid he makes his intentionally like look messy and like okay. about to fall apart but I all I just love the way he like pairs things and mm-hmm. the positions like all the different like shapes like he'll he's just crazy like he'll take sleeves 
like a 30 sleeves and like make a top out of it yeah but my inspiration kind of goes with that and then Peter Dew who's also like he's a very minimalistic that's the word designer but he also does a slight deconstruction as well but like I like the cleanness of his designs and then the messiness of Margiela's designs but the way um, Margiela like moves around his pieces inspires me but I don't do it in the way that he does it because Mm -hmm. I don't my like I don't want my stuff to look like like it's falling apart like I want to kind of do my own take on deconstruction by making it like more clean more tailored and then just kind of distorting the body in a way Mm -hmm. um, without obviously actually distorting it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's like kind of grabbing inspiration from different designers and then just like turning into my own in a way that like nobody has done before like because obviously like you can't you have to to really make it such like a hard industry you have to really be big on innovation and how like do your research on what you're trying to do and make sure nobody's done it before and if it has been done before you have to say oh well how can I do something different while also marketing to this customer so last year when I was doing my first thesis collection I came to realize okay I'm good at tailoring I love tailoring um but then now I'm finding more my love for like deconstructive suit wear so I'm kind of building off of the tailoring and evolving into like a new designer in a way yeah like did it just kind of come to you when you were creating that thesis that that's what you wanted to do or was it like how did that kind of come to be um well I actually made my first pantsuit sophomore year and I really enjoyed it I really did and I was like okay I want to keep doing more of this but then um I it was my first thesis last year so I kind of didn't really know like I wasn't that familiar with the process on how to create a full collection because I've always just had classes where like oh it's like a project where we're going to be working on for like the next three weeks um so do this really fast it doesn't really give you that much time to like really evolve Mm -hmm. in the collection so um when you're doing like a thesis it's all year long so you have like two semesters to really like develop your ideas yeah um so when I presented my first thesis idea mid critique last year I was doing all like it was a collection inspired by um Korean like textile art called bojagi it's like patchwork basically and Mm -hmm. I oh my god I had to sew I literally cut up fabric pieces and I sewed them all back together like and I mix and match like floral patterns like that I or um I was inspired by the Palace of Versailles like uh-huh. those like, um very old-fashioned florals but the whole collection was me cutting up scraps and like sewing them back together never again it took so yeah. long literally I would be in the lab from like 8 a.m to 11 I still like, like would only have the fabric done like I would just be sewing fat it was the worst like it was just too much but yeah mid critique I had just dresses like and they were very like inspired by like Korean hand box but they were very boxy they weren't really fitted mm-hmm. and then at mid critique one of my um classmates or my friends she was like like what are you doing like 
you're good at tailoring. You love tailoring. Why are you making boxy dresses? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> good point. And everyone was looking at me like, Kaylee, come on. And I'm like, right. I mean, at that point, it wasn't really established that that was my specialty, but yeah. I like went back and like redesigned them and kind of added like French corsets and just like French silhouettes along with it. So I kind of made it more fitted and tailored, but mm. also keeping the um, Korean inspired look to it as well. So it's kind of, yeah, that's just how like you evolve through your peers, I feel like. Yeah. They kind of give ideas or, and then you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. Even if you don't take the idea, like you can, your mind like kind of wanders and you get to think, oh, wait. How about this? How about this? Yeah. And it's sometimes you're just like too close to the art that it kind of clouds yeah. how you're looking at things. And so whenever, because other people come into it so objectively, because they don't know, you know, mm-hmm. they haven't been working with it the whole time. So they're able to kind of see it and be like, wait, why don't you do this? And you're like, oh my God, that makes total sense. Like, yeah, it's very helpful. Definitely. Like the way art school is set up, like instead of I, I honestly I haven't taken a test in like what like five years like I love like just how it's set up and how like oh our test is basically getting advice from other people and it's yeah just, it's perfect I love I used it. to be so afraid of like the critique because obviously so political oh, science I'm is obviously afraid sometimes. Yeah. like it's like nerve-wracking but like as an artist you kind of have to like really like have thick skin and like be open to a lot because there are people in my classes that like you say one, like you're not even like being harsh too. Like you're just like, oh, maybe you should do this instead. Like, mm-hmm. and then they get so defensive and I'm like, chill. Yeah. Like you're, you're paying 50 grand a year to get <laughs> advice. And I'm like, you're not gonna, like I get like you, I don't take everybody's advice, mm-hmm. but I always keep an open mind and I yeah. explore like, okay, what could I do different from what they said? So whenever you were first, like whenever you first were doing critique, did, was there ever a point in time where you took like what people were saying personally? And did you like, did you kind of learn through that? Or have you always just kind of like? Yeah, well, I don't take any any critiques personally. It's when I get the critiques of people saying like, oh, this looks like shit. And I'm like, okay. Why and that's not really even it? like a critique it's like not that's not you're being yeah. An asshole. <laughs> yeah literally like, literally like tell me why it looks like shit like you can tell me it looks like shit I don't care like but you need to tell me suggestions you can't just tell me like oh this is bad okay why is it bad tell me yeah. how I can improve that's and- so funny yeah because my roommate was literally just talking she was like yeah this painting isn't really good and here's why and she was like you have to like tell yourself why it's not good so that because it's like, not just not good like bad doesn't like what's bad yeah like, what part about it is bad like please tell me those are like people in art school that like just they have no intention of helping you they just want to bring you down which you get yeah. out a lot honestly um but then then themselves can't take critiques well and what I like is that like because a lot of people think it's just like the teachers that are critiquing like no it's like everybody that's not just the teacher they have like the whole like faculty like the fashion faculty there to like give like feedback as well which is really uh-huh. nice. everybody's having a conversation about mm-hmm. what like is being presented what I like and like you learn a lot from that yeah and 
you can't take a critique then like you're not gonna survive as an artist like you're not like if you cannot take a critique you will not succeed and that's what I try to emphasize when I tell when I do um, admitted students day and all that I'm like Mm -hmm. if you are serious about this don't take anything personally and be open-minded to a lot of suggestions because everybody because there's a a lot of issues of people like saying like oh no like I'm not like that's stupid like I'm not doing that and it's like okay you can say that to a few comments but like if you're saying that to every comment and you think your stuff is perfect like you need to check yourself yeah yeah like there's a difference between knowing your you know what direction like you're going towards and seeing that maybe someone's comment doesn't necessarily fit within that but there's also like yeah completely just not taking anyone's advice and only like going with what you think is right like there's a complete difference between those two things like you don't have to take every single comment but as long as you like think about every single comment and like be like okay maybe you know whatever like you have to be willing to grow within that yeah like in like in reality like you don't have to take all any of these suggestions like you're not going to get like they don't tell you like oh you have to take at least three suggestions mm-hmm. and add like, like it's just it's up to you and your decision as the designer and I always find like ways to make it better through what people say even if it's not exactly what they say it makes me think differently and it gives me a whole new perspective on what other people are seeing and then I'm like okay they said they saw this what do I actually want them to see it that way Mm -hmm. if not I have to figure out a way to make them see what I want them to see good critique doesn't like tear you apart completely like it says it shows oh this is what is strong in this piece of work but what needs improvement or what you could look into to change it or to make it better Mm -hmm. so kind of on the flip side of that but what is what is your favorite part about designing or what do you love the most what process do you love the most you know take the question however you want to but what is like the best part about what you do or what you create whatever it is my favorite process honestly is just like I love sketching I love creating new ideas like I love just like brainstorming because at the end like at the end of the day like I have like what 200 sketch initial sketches thumbnail sketches if I look at all of them I easily can combine all of them and make a 20 look collection like it's because if you have all of these ideas in front of you and you like what like 50 of them it's easy to combine them and it's very just like mapping out like Mm -hmm. how you want your collection to be presented and it's just I think the most important part too is just like quick thumbnail sketches like what comes to your brain first okay don't even like don't even think like you don't start like scribbling like because what my issue was is I would overthink everything and then nothing would get done literally nothing don't think just let your hand do the work yeah you'll everything will come together that is thinking about how many sketches go into just or even ideas go into just one like look one piece of clothing and one collection just mind boggles me like yeah how much time and like yeah curation goes into it is so so cool and yeah that is I'm I would absolutely love to just sit there and like look at every sketch of how a piece of clothing came to be because 
that process is so interesting to me. So I see why grad schools look for that too, because Mm -hmm. that's also the most vulnerable. Oh, and maybe this is just this coming from an ignorant standpoint of, I don't really know everything about fashion, but like, I feel like that's the most vulnerable, vulnerable part of like the designing process is getting those sketches down and those initial ideas. Yeah, because that's where you kind of set the foundation on, okay, what do I want my collection to look like? Um, And it may look completely different after critiques, but you've set a foundation of what you're going for. And it's like the most important part of the process after um, getting feedback and changing it and making it stronger. Those are the two like most important um, parts in the process, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like my initial sketches last year, yeah, they look completely different than what I ended up with, um, which they love to see, like yeah. grad schools or employers love to see like that you're listening to ideas and that you're, um, that you're changing and that you're like willing to evolve. Yeah. A lot of people have that issue in designing that they're like they have all these initial ideas but they want they don't want it it to change at all like it's the process of evolving it and changing it is what makes it stronger um but this collection I didn't really have I had some changes but I played with scale more in the second round of sketching so I kind Mm -hmm. of just like enlarged things or made things smaller um so the like the same design is still there it's just like perspective wise it's either like it's changed so Mm -hmm. that's how I evolved this year yeah yeah pretty so how long I mean obviously it's different there's different timelines for everything and especially being in school too I'm sure that kind of affects the timeline of it all but how long or how many sketches or reworks or whatever until you kind of get to that point where it's actually like a like a tangible object in front of you if you can put a time on it um how they set it up for us is that we need to finalize 10 looks before even creating Mm -hmm. like your first one so timeline between initial sketches and then my first final product I think was about two months um because the first like month and a half it was all like just development like sketching finding your ideas when we first start out like with construction it's different because we kind of have to make it out of a sample fabric first Mm -hmm. because like obviously like after mid critique things are going to change so we don't want to waste $40 a yard fabric so yeah from actually my first like sample to when I initially like first started sketching out it was I think honestly like a month okay and I had my mid critique and they said, oh, it'd be better if you did this, better if you did that. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So as soon as that was over, I reworked all my designs, got it done in like a day. Um, and then I started drafting for the set, um, this final fabric. Took maybe like a few more weeks, like two or three more weeks till I got the first one down. And then when I'm designing in general now, like I, it's laziness, honestly, but when I mess up, I don't feel like recutting. I don't feel like taking it and backtracking and going backwards and taking it apart. I'm just like, okay, what can I do to change it, the design and cover up this mistake? So that's kind of how I've been taking 
my design process now is okay oh I accidentally because I my mind's all over the place when I sew I my sense of direction so bad so like I'll accidentally like cut a hole for a welt pocket or something like that that's not supposed to be there or I'll like, <laughs> draw it in the wrong place and I'm like you know what it's fine yeah change the design and then we'll work off of that okay it'll be perfect but I think that's cool because it's like yeah not everything has to be exactly obviously perfect or anything like that and so seeing that kind of be reworked I think that shows like a different sense of creativity in that yeah I'm very like a go with the flow type of person anyway so Mm -hmm. like any mistakes made and I also like like to get things done fast so I'm like okay I can't backtrack I have to figure out how to cover this up or how to fix it or how to change it to make it look like whatever I just did yeah and I've been actually emphasizing that a lot in my grad school interviews on mm-hmm. evolving in that way, um, just as a, like getting my ideas, learning from my mistakes, and just working with my mistakes because yeah. I'm a deconstruction designer. So like obviously like it works it perfectly, and I can get things done faster. And I love when things just come up like all of a sudden like oh okay gotta think quick what can I do, and it's just it gives me adrenaline yeah I was gonna I was gonna say like being like especially liking deconstruction and having that be like your objective it just like it's so abstract like you can make it whatever you want it to be and although you have like some sense of direction or some kind of way you want it or like would like it to look when those mistakes comes up it kind of helps it kind of fits into that mold of deconstruction a little bit more I love not having rules. I love like going against fashion in a way, like where everything has to be a certain way. Like, I don't like that. Like I want things to look off. I want things to look distorted or different in a way that shows its own innovation. And it just helps you, it helps me stand out from like Mm -hmm. other people. I think I'm very strong in innovation and breaking the rules, but in the right way. Do you feel like that kind of carries over into like what you put on your body every day? Like the way that you dress like yourself, not just, you know, making outfits and whatnot, but like the way, like your fashion sense person. I think it really does. Yeah. Because obviously like when I design, I'm like, I want to design stuff that I think I would wear. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think m- most people do, but <laughs> in my, actually, my sense of fashion, I'm like, I look different every day. Like one day I could be wearing like, a suit with a tie and then the next day I could be wearing like dress and like yeah but when I make outfits yeah like I kind of I wear them in like unconventional ways where you usually wouldn't wear like how you usually wouldn't wear them mm-hmm. and I think that does help a lot I think with my designs I haven't experimented with it that much yet because I just kind of started to do that but yeah it really yeah it really does help like the way I dress myself and how like I wear things um it plays definitely a big role in my designs yeah I think just in general the whole world is kind of just like made up like everything's made up every nobody even, knows what they're doing nobody knows what they're doing oh. everything is lit- was made up at some point in time somebody just said this is the way that it is and then we all were like okay yeah and yeah, I like feel what- like like that yeah exactly and I feel like more and more especially with the pandemic everyone's been like so wait why have we been doing it that way like where what's the point 
Like, why does it have to be like this? Yeah. And I feel like with fashion that it's like, you know, certain fashion rules or whatever, it's something I feel like I've like gotten to know myself more throughout the pandemic and kind of found my sense of like how I like to dress. Although like, again, it varies every day. And some days I'm just like, I'm going to throw on this simple little sweater and just jeans and go with it. But I think a lot of what has helped me has just been like, who cares if I like the way that it looks on me or I like it, like, I'm just going to get it and wear it because if I feel confident in it, then it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks about it. People like, I just don't, never understood people like judging people on what they wear. Like, girl, it has nothing to do with you. Like, yeah. if you have an issue with it, don't look at me. Like, I yeah. don't know what to tell you. And I think a lot of it, too, is like gatekeeping almost, too. It's like yeah. some people don't have access to follow the rules of, you know, whatever rules in fashion. I can't even like really think of one. But yeah. like some people don't have access to be doing that and like a lot most of the population kind of wants to look the same I I just never got that I'm like yeah. like in comments in high school like oh I like why like I'd want to see you once just wear like a t-shirt and like leggings to school I'm like no like yeah why do I wanna look the same as you like I don't want to do that no offense I don't want to look I just don't want to look the same as everybody else it's just not me it's not who I am as a person not to sound narcissistic but I love attention so obviously <laughs> why why would I want to wear the same thing you're wearing like excuse me yeah it's just a struggle of living in a suburban area yeah and I think that's what theater like truly if anything else like gave me that sense of like self of like yeah I don't because I remember freshman year I would wear like yoga pants and that's also because I was a little freshman and not super confident in myself but yeah. like doing theater like I was like why don't I dress up? Like, I love to dress up. Like, I love to look nice. And then people that, like, get confused about it or, like, get, like, um, I don't know. In my experience, people would get mad. And I'm like, I'm sorry I look better than you. I don't know. Yes. (laughs) I'm rude, but I'm like, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Wear what you want to wear. wear. A tracksuit at the club. Wear a tracksuit at the club if you want to wear mini dress go for that too like it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because all that matters is how you feel in it and it's not and like how you see yourself in it if you like it then that's all that matters who cares still like at the age of 22 like people are still worried about it I'm like okay we graduated high school four years ago like let's get over it we're we're gonna grow up and we're gonna start being ourselves okay yeah it's getting kind of late you guys you can't be worrying about like everyone else yeah and especially once you've like found yourself like kind of found like who you are as a person it took me years to get to what like to figure out what I really like and what (laughs) makes me feel good so why would I not be wearing it all the time if I can like people that worry so much what everyone else is wearing I'm like you're taking so much energy and judging people I'm not I'm fine over here I'm wearing my heels to school. You're get like you're the one that's stressing over me wearing heels to school. Like, and it's not even you. Like, yeah. Maybe- also, if people want to wear leggings and a t-shirt, I'm not sitting here being like, don't do I'm that. Like, oh, you don't know fashion. You're wearing leggings, Lululemon. Uh, like, you don't see me doing that. So why yeah. are you getting mad at me wearing heels to school? Or doesn't matter. Else even does shouldn't matter but especially in the pandemic it's like if dressing up to go to target for your essential run is what's giving you a thrill in life and you're wearing an outfit that you would wear out to the club 
do it. Do it. Be, be the main character of Target. Have everyone look at you. I'm spending money on all these clothes. My day is going to Target. I'm going to Target and going my dress. To- I don't care. Like you can judge me all you want. Have fun yeah. with that. You're stressing more than I am. So I wanted to ask a little bit about like that. You did an editorial shoot earlier. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to ask about that process and kind of like, is that a part of like Columbia? Is that something that you have to do for school or? Yeah, it's um for our thesis class. It's um a part of it. Um, We get two shoots. We get the editorial, which is like our grand, like over the top, like dramatic shoot. And then we mm-hmm. get our lookbook shoot, which is getting every look shot, but like in a more of like how you would see um, like on like websites, like okay. H&M and stuff, like just mm-hmm. like simple um, poses. So the, since there's a class of 10, I think, we only get 15 minutes to shoot. So oh we get 30 minutes for hair and makeup. And then she runs over, we get her dressed, we go, um, we go shoot. And she, yeah, we basically just get as many shots as we can within those 15 minutes. Um, today, mine was pretty easy. Like I felt like it was so rushed, but um, mm-hmm. we got my shot because we only get one photo which is annoying but that's hard <laughs> yeah, we have to get like one perfect shot but we got mine in like five minutes so like okay. it was chill yeah yeah but like you gotta like be very fast and you have to really know what you're doing you have to prepare well because they do not play around with that time crunch <laughs> yeah it's just very like problem solve quick problem solving and then just like fast on your feet but it's a fun process like your ideas just all coming to life, like right there. And it's like, you get like a nice shot too. Like it just shows off the garment yeah. in a nice way. But I feel like those editorial shoots and stuff like that, like showcase like the whole vibe Bye. of the outfit, of the garment that you're showing yeah. off. Like, yeah. So I can see how those are so much more fulfilling and useful than just, yeah, a picture of. Yeah. Cause with the makeup and everyone has different makeup too. So like, which is nice. Um, yeah. Like with the makeup and her hair and like her pose has a lot to do with it too. You just get like the energy you're going for in your designs, which is why I liked how we're provided like those editorial shoots. So do you all use the same model then whenever you're doing? Um, We have three different models. Okay. Four, I think. Um, So there's a plus size model um there's two um standard models that are like a size like eight which is in commercial fashion it's like a size like four Mm -hmm. um and then we have a male model um I don't think anyone's used him yet though but yeah there's a lot of people um not a lot of people actually a few people that do do menswear Mm -hmm. have him for that um but yeah we all like share between like three models we all have a specific model too are they people who go to Columbia or are they? No, we actually um, get models from an agency. Like the school oh. like pick models from an agency. Due to COVID, we didn't get to pick them like our professor did. But uh-huh. last year we had a model casting. Like we went to the agency and like all of us like had to choose between all these designers. We all had to agree on like a few. So it was very hard because a lot of like black women, obviously who are doing collections based on black women, they don't want like, a white woman yeah they they need black women like so like it was which sucks because I feel like that's 
that should be a given like you need at least one black model but like yeah I think last year we agreed on a white model and an Asian model and I used the Asian model because obviously like my stuff was Mm -hmm. Korean inspired but like it sucks because like the girls who were designing for black women they have to now find their own model which I think is unfair but this year we got a black model which is great yeah I'm really happy for them for um for doing that because last year my friend had to find her own I I don't know they need to accommodate to like all collections so if Mm -hmm. like a collection is based on black women like why are there not any black models yeah I'm and because I'm like I'm not expecting my classmates to put African prints on a white model like yeah can't do that especially if you want your designers to like be creating things obviously that are within their like you know objective or whatever like within their idea so it's like why don't you follow that all the way through to yeah like and it's an art school too like art schools like if you're not politically correct like you need to get out because yeah it's yeah like very progressive over here and you have to be moving with it but most people and like teachers are pretty progressive mm-hmm. there's like that one percent though you're just like you're like mm. why are you here what do you think has been the biggest obstacle that you've had not had to get over and learn through within your career in college definitely finding like your own like specialty and sense and like making like because obviously a goal of like a designer like without your name being plastered on your work you want people to know who designed this without even having to look at who designed it Mm -hmm. like obviously like when we look at a Chanel suit like we know it's a Chanel Mm -hmm. suit without even like seeing the tag and that's kind of the goal the end goal and it's something I'm still obviously working on um but I also just found like yeah. my own sense. It's like, that's like probably the biggest struggle most designers have is finding something like even a small detail that shows like at each piece and each collection, no matter the concept, no matter how opposite the concepts are, that like, that's your work. Like just that one detail will show mm-hmm. that like, it's your work. I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm done with school now. So like so. <laughs> I felt really well, like, no, like it's going to keep evolving until the end of my career. I already know, but just a good starting point is always great. Any kind of advice that you have for people who are wanting to get into fashion more, or even just people who are kind of trying to curate a fashion sense for themselves? Is there anything that you kind of want to, that you can speak on or say, or give advice to? I mean, it goes with, like, a lot of what we've been talking about. Like, if you're very serious about it, like, um, no matter what, like, or no matter where you are, like, like we said, like, take critique seriously and be open-minded and don't, also do not think. Like, when you, like, don't, like, you don't need to think. The first, like, initial sketches, 100 initial sketches, you don't need to think. You just need to crank it out. Like, just write whatever comes to mind. And worst case scenario, you don't use it, like, be patient like uh, being an artist takes a lot of patience and it's not gonna none of like your skills are gonna happen overnight but yeah like you're always gonna be evolving so don't like restrain yourself to just like one specific area like definitely experiment more because you may think you like this but after experimentation you actually like this better or like you could easily 
combine all of your strengths and it's just stuff like that that really kind of just expand your mind honestly Mm -hmm. it just like helps you evolve a lot yeah I feel like our key word is evolve evolve (laughs) Evolve, just always be evolving evolving. yeah (laughs) just say where to follow you plug yourself here this is your way to do that but you like your Instagram link in the bio and stuff okay Yeah, my okay. Instagram, um, and then in my bio is like my website and all okay. of that. And then it's my personal Instagram, but I still post like my designs and all yep. of that. But my website's there if you're interested okay. in anything any further. But yeah, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kaylee as much as I did. It was so nice to talk to her and catch up from high school, but also just to learn about her now and see what design is like through her eyes. And um, I strongly encourage to go check out her Instagram, look at her collections, and honestly just look at how beautiful she is because seriously, she takes some of the best pictures and as you can probably guess, she has one of the best fashion senses in the world. So I will have everything linked down below to go follow her and support her. Also, I want to make a comment that it is Trans Day of Visibility. And I just want to let anyone know listening to this who is trans or non-binary that I am here for you and I support you. I'm going to be putting a link down in the show notes um, from Glenson. And it basically has just doggy documents on uh, gender terminology pronouns resource knowing your rights um, places to donate books to read everything like that so I'm going to be listing that down below so that you guys can educate yourselves and so that I can educate myself even further because I'm always trying to learn more always trying to get more and I know especially in today's age um, and in the past couple of weeks there have been a lot of laws going around and bans going around for trans people especially in Arkansas I'm pretty sure there's a big ban going around so make sure you guys are educating yourselves doing your part and I want to let anyone know listening to this that they ever if they ever have a problem or if I ever say anything wrong or that offends you um, please let me know and please educate me because I want to know I need to be called out I need to be held responsible for my actions because I am just a woman I go by she her and although I'm by there's obviously so many things that I don't understand about or that I don't get that I don't you know experience myself so please let me know if there's anything more that I can do for you and any ways that I can support you all Um, but make sure to go check out those links in the bio and make sure you follow me at loudmouth pod I also have posts on my story there today for trans day of remembrance that or visibility that uh, shows you tells you different things that you can do to help as well so I love you guys and um I love you guys follow me at loudmouthpod on Instagram um I have a Patreon linked below as well and everything like that follow me on here give me a review let me know what you thought about today's episode and I'll talk to you guys next week bye